safe so it doesn't disappear. Washington Heights! Lights up on Washington Heights up at the break of day. I wake up and I got this little punk I gotta chase away. Pop the grate at the crack of dawn, sing while I wipe down the awning. Hey, y'all, uh, good morning. Ice cold piragua, cherry, strawberry, and just for today, I got my mate. All right. Hello and welcome to Our Slice on Film, a movie podcast talking about movies, new and old, some movie industry news, and incorporating some some, some fun pizza-related conversations in the mix. Um, I'm Brian, and as always, I'm joined by... Michael. Hey, everyone. How's it going, man? I'm doing all right. Podcast yeah. day, ready to get this going. Yeah, so we're talking this week a new movie. We talked about Back to the Future last week, talking about that movie's new and old. Old last week, jumping back to new this week. Really, I would call it the first summer movie. And this felt like a summer movie, you know? Yeah. Maybe not the first, not the first blockbuster. We saw a quiet place too. You know, that was the big opener. Mm-hmm. But this that didn't feel like a summer movie. This movie felt like a summer movie, a movie meant for community and just warming the hearts and supposed to make people smile. We're talking in the heights. In the heights. In the heights, directed by John M. Chu, um, written by Cuara Alegrea Hudes and Lin Manuel Miranda. I, I apologize if I butchered that name. And it's um, starring really the lead, Anthony Ramos, um, followed by Corey Hawkins, Leslie Grace, Melissa Barrera, and many, many more. And uh, yeah, that's what, we, that's what we're doing. Yeah, movie musical. This is our this is our first movie musical, Brian, and I honestly didn't think we'd end up here. You didn't think so? <laughs> no, I mean, I know I'm into musicals. I don't know how big musicals you are. And also, we haven't had, I mean, we're, I, we're coming into a new renaissance of movie musicals coming out. Cats, yeah. Cats kicked it off. Yes. Yes, it did. We didn't touch that. We didn't talk about that movie, thankfully. Um, and then... You know, I this- own Cats. Yeah, I, I I don't know I don't know why. Do you want yeah. why? May I ask why? When it came out, we were gonna rent it on premium on demand, right? Uh huh. And then I clicked rent. We watched the whole thing. Turns out I didn't actually rent it for fourteen ninety nine. I purchased it. it. Had no idea. So I own cats. Wild that you even renting it. Why would you rent it for fourteen ninety nine? I have a hard time justifying renting for five dollars, let alone fourteen ninety nine. Dude, because absolutely everyone said it was miserable, and I had to get in on the action. I needed to know where their buttholes were. Okay. Was it in a place that you were hoping they would be? Dude, do you not? Okay, now I just sound like a weirdo if you don't know the cat's drama about the butthole cut. No, I mean, I just, I could not be, I could not be less interested, even if I tried. Oh my God. Anyway, the first version that they showed of cats to all the producers and stuff, they had to digitally take out the the cat buttholes that they put on the people because it looked so weird. So now somewhere out there is the hashtag butthole cut. Hmm. Interesting. Wow. Well, I'm hope I'm I hope that the fourteen ninety nine was worth it <laughs> and that you're able to answer all the questions that you had going into that movie. And yeah, now I mean, moving forward, I don't see any excuse. If there's a movie I want to see and it's you know $20, $15 to rent, um, and you say, eh, I don't know if I want to spend that money, I'm just going to say, you bought Cats for $14.99. Yes, we're going to watch this movie. And yeah. that's all I need to say, I feel like. I mean, yeah, I just gave you the perfect defense of any movie that you want to watch. Exactly. So I'm happy about that moving forward. I'm putting that in my back pocket. But <laughs> we're jumping to another movie musical, which... 
while I haven't seen Cats, you can probably say this better than I can. I think it's a fair statement to say probably better than Cats. Is that fair? Yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah, we're, heading sure. in the right, we're heading in the right direction. Um, and then this is not the movie musical. This is this 2021 will have several musicals coming out. We got Lin-Manuel Miranda's directorial debut coming out later this year, Tick, Tick, Boom. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later this year, Steven Spielberg's re-adaptation of West Side Story, which will be coming out during awards season. So this is kind of getting the ball rolling for what will be a jam-packed musical year. Yeah, yeah. And I'm definitely super excited about West Side Story. That's just one of my all-time favorites, just sure. movies, right? And Steven Spielberg, I trust. Turns out, of course, if you read the IMDb trivia, In the Heights and Steven Spielberg, Spielberg's West Side Story were shooting just a couple streets over from each other. Really? So they were both utilizing, right, like the city summer and two movie musicals, which, of course, In the Heights is, in, is originally by Lin-Manuel Miranda, the music and everything. But I feel I feel some influences of previ- previous musicals here. So I just thought it was interesting. Like, you know, of course, anytime someone dances in the streets, you're going to think West Side Story, um, stuff like that. And, you know, they have that, the big dance scene at the dance hall in the, in the original West Side Story. So I definitely felt that crossover. And, and I'm, I enjoy that. I mean, I'm a, mu- I'm a musical guy. I did musical theater in high school. I've got some on my Spotify. I'm pretty familiar with how, how we set up, how we set up these, these musicals on stage. Well, that's good. That's what I wanted to ask you, I guess. What is your relationship to musicals? And then, and then more specifically, did you have any relationship to In the Heights prior to seeing it in this, in this format as a movie? Answering the second question, no. Okay. I knew it existed. I knew it was a cool thing. I honestly didn't know the connection to Lin-Manuel that, that well. I didn't okay. know it was like his full-ass project, which is so great. I mean, I totally feel it now. I didn't know anything about In the Heights. But I love movie musical adaptations. I, act, I own a bunch on DVD, especially when I was in high school. We were doing, doing the shows, so I would watch the movies and buy them and stuff. So I, it's always fun, especially I don't know about the choreography and the staging of In the Heights. But um, I can see where it might play really, really well in a theater with a lot of these big dance numbers. Yeah, which uh, that leads into, I guess, our next topic of conversation. This was released both on HBO Max as -hmm. well as in theaters. And we saw it in two different ways. You saw it on HBO Max Mm -hmm. and uh, Kimberly and I were able to see it in the theater. And we saw it last night. And I'm happy we did. I'm definitely happy that we did. I, I, uh, I was able to be focused, locked into this movie. And then, yeah, some of the colors that were displayed, obviously mm-hmm. the sounds, the choreography, the big sets that they had, I think definitely played really well in a dark theater. How did you enjoy it on, on, on your television screen? Definitely, I wish I went to see it in the theater. I, I even watched most of it with like my really nice sound bar on. So I got some of the bass, I got some of the higher volume, but... I most watched of it. it. I wa- most of it, right? Yeah, not. Wait, wait, I, wait. Why don't? Why didn't you watch all of it in the sound with the sound bar? Did you, oh, were you just like, uh, all right, I'm gonna now I'll put the sound bar on. I'm gonna the last thirty minutes. I'll turn the sound bar off. So I had it on in the morning, but then I realized that my brother-in-law Wyatt was still sleeping, and I felt bad mm-hmm. that I had it so loud, so I turned it down. But then he woke up, so I turned it back on. Interesting. Okay. So it was it was like off and on, but I, I've obviously because my T. I don't know about yours, but TVs just never stay the same volume. <laughs> just, just in general sounds, from app sounds to app. like you need it sounds like you need a new tv no i just need it <laughs> i just need to stop watching so many different hbo max disney this disney that yeah but uh but no i mean i i'm really excited to hear about how you experienced in the theater because like a lot of those music especially there's so many trumpets in this in the score i want i wish i felt that like through my body like coming from the seats and, and getting me real jumped but I, I mean i was lounging on the couch bopping this this and that but what was it like 
How many people were in your, your theater first? So we went to Ridgeway, um, which for those of you who don't know, Ridgeway's like um, notoriously like the senior citizen movie theater in Memphis. I feel like it's our, it's it's kind of our indie theater more or less. Obviously, In the Heights is not an indie movie, but if you're trying to see a smaller budget movie, chances are it's gonna it could be playing at Ridgeway um, during this time where there's not a whole lot of movie releases. They're starting to play a little some more blockbuster like things like In the Heights, A Quiet Place too. But um, we were de- we were easily the youngest people there by you know a good bit. So it wasn't like a bop in movie theater. We saw it around, we saw it at seven o'clock on a Saturday night. So a lot of people our age probably are doing the other things on a sat- yeah. on their Saturday night at that time. Um, so it was nice and relaxing. We went in our lounge where we had dinner before and at home. And then, and uh, yeah, we, no, I really enjoyed it. I, and I guess this can lead into the conversation about the movie itself. For one reason or another, I never found myself like really captured by what was supposed to be, I think, the magic of it all. Mm. Um, and and I don't know why I can't give you a really good tangible reason, um, but there were parts where I was really into it. And then there were definitely parts where I felt like it was dragging or carrying on. And then there were I felt like there were several different storylines mm. when there really needed to be one, maybe two. And, and at the end of the day, it just felt long which I think might be just a musical issue. If you're asking me from the musicals that I've seen, they've, they, in my opinion, they tend to go a little long. Um, and then I, the only thing I compare it to watching a musical on TV in recent, recent history is Hamilton, obviously very different. That was state that was filmed while they were on Broadway or in the theater, but I was definitely at my house enamored by that. Yeah. And I was thinking, Oh, if this is anything like that, then I'll feel the same way. But I, didn't so i'm not sure what to attribute that to but that's kind of where i'm at right now how about you so i'm real glad real real glad that you said that because i actually did my homework this week we're jumping into a little section of the podcast i like to call runtime trivia (laughs) okay brian i was able to list a bunch of movie musicals that i've seen some of these have stage adaptation but i wrote down their runtime oh boy okay we've got what did we just watch (laughs) what's it called Um, hamilton no (laughs) In the Heights. In the Heights. Oh. (laughs) In the Heights was 143 minutes long, right? Yeah. 220, right? right? Two hours and 23 minutes approximately. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think Singing in the Rain was longer or shorter? Oh, I would I would think it'd be shorter. It was. It was about 40 minutes shorter. Okay. And that makes sense for when it for when it came out. Yeah. Okay. Brian Chicago, the movie with Renee Zellweger. Longer or shorter than In the Heights? What do you think? Longer. Nope. 20 minutes shorter. Okay, so that's two hour mark. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And Chicago went to the Academy Awards, and so yep. did Singing in the Rains. And this so movie definitely, this movie definitely has aspirations too. I think oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. I've got the original Little Shop of Horrors from the eighties, okay. ninety four minutes. Okay. That's a quick hour and a half. One of my favorites across the universe, which uses Beatle music. It's an original movie musical with Julie Taymor. That was ten minutes less at one hundred and thirty three, okay. and that part drags. That one drags. Okay. Brian, greatest showman, longest, longer or shorter than the, in the Heights? Ooh, I would hope shorter. Yeah, yeah, it's about forty minutes shorter. Okay, okay. Hairspray. Ooh, shorter. Yeah, one hundred and seventeen minutes. Okay. High School Musical, Brian. Oh hell, if I know, shorter. <laughs> it, has, it has to be shorter. Yeah, the Disney movie was only ninety-eight minutes long. Okay. Um, now we're getting into a little bit bigger ones. Grease was one hundred and ten minutes, so it's about half an hour shorter. Sure. Dream Girls was 134 minutes shorter. 
Oh, shorter. 134 minutes. Oh no, no. Shorter. 134 minutes, okay. comma okay. shorter parentheses than in the Heights. The okay. original West Side Story was 152 minutes, so it ran only about 10 oh, minutes wow. longer than in the Heights, and went to the Academy wow. Awards. Wow. We've got Rent, which I very, very much felt a vibe of this stage adaptation to movie mm-hmm. musical. 135, so mm-hmm. right around the same. Yeah. And then Moulin Rouge is the last one I wrote down, 127 minutes, so still shorter. So of those that I named, and of course there's a bunch of older ones like that, you know, I can't even think of, but those are all rel- like shorter than this one for sure. But all came out, at, not all, a lot of them came out at a much different time, like, like 80s, 90s, early thousands. You think I, people stopped liking musicals? No, well, I guess there's definitely been a renaissance of musicals and I think Hamilton has a large part to do to that. But um, movies nowadays... If for whatever reason I don't agree with it, but especially if you want to be like a big budget blockbuster movie, there is for whatever reason this need, I guess from a filmmaking perspective, or this this idea that it has to be two hours or more, mm. you know? And I don't know what the new West Side Story runtime is going to be with Steven Spielberg. I can almost guarantee you it'll be over two hours. Yeah. I can almost guarantee you. Um, I don't know that Lin Manuel Miranda, Tick Tick Boom, or whatever, but you can look at all these other blockbuster movies, non musical. They're all well over two hours. That's why I really love The Quiet Place too. And you might be able to say this better than I can about horror movies, but I talked to my dad about that. He's like, oh my God, yeah. A good horror movie is like 90 minutes in that yeah. ballpark because it keeps the pace going. It keeps the, it keeps the scares at a good, consistent pace. Mm-hmm. Anything after that just drags a little bit. Yeah, for and sure. Musicals try to do so much between the songs themselves while also telling this dramatic storyline. And... And it just ends up being a lot, mm-hmm. at least for me. And so, which means the music needs to get me. And there were definitely songs in this that I did not feel attached to at times, which is where, and then it dragged a little bit for me. Yeah. I, I, I have a feeling that the big disconnection is really how much, when, if you think of the, the songs where they're rapping or, you know, singing, rapping, whatever they're doing with some interludes, they're packing more words, more energy, more ideas per minute than they are those longer, like, arias, like Grandma's Death Song. Yeah. And, and what other... Uh, sorry, spoiler alert. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. God. Okay, in <laughs> editing, you're going to have to go back to that. And, like, well, spoiler alert, I'm not going to say that yet, but there's another song in there that's, like, very, very long, and I, I may or may not have fast-forwarded through it a little bit. <laughs> Sorry. So I do think that when you got the energy going, especially the first 12 minutes, feels really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, even after an hour and a half, when you're at that hour and a half point where it starts to slow down, you've got two little love lullabies together. It's, like, getting tired. Yeah, I, com- I completely agree. And I don't know what that's attributed to. I was talking to Kimberly yesterday. Um, she wasn't as as big of a fan. I don't think as I was um, with the two female leads. Uh, I don't think she was a huge fan of like their voices and and their and the songs associated with them and how they were portrayed. Maybe. And I was trying to think back, and I'm like, I definitely didn't care for one of the female leads. The the uh, the Nina character definitely mm-hmm. was not a crazy fan of her character and their storyline in general, Nina and Benny. Yeah. Um, I thought they could have omitted that part almost entirely and just focused on Usnavi and, um, and Vanessa, Vanessa. Thank you. And then that would have been, that would have done this movie wonders. I feel like if you're, if you're asking me, that's yeah. I'm at. yeah, I, see, I, I would cut another scene. I would another whole another plot line rather than the, than the love 
They just now, of course, I don't know the original and I'm a huge proponent of this, but we do have that whole protest scene with DACA and that woman who looked very, very familiar to Kamala Harris. (laughs) That whole subplot really did not have enough attention to it. Yeah, Um, yeah, I agree. What I did appreciate is, and Brian, you know this, any of our colleagues from work know this as well. I used to work with first generation students. That was my first job in higher ed. Um, So I really, really enjoyed those themes running through this movie of first gen students. And they brought in the dreamer stuff, but then they did nothing with it. Yeah. And I really think that that's the part they could have expanded almost Benny and Sonny, Sonny's relationship. Well, the guy who owned the the, the dispatch. The Dispatch, um, played by Jimmy Smith's Kevin Rosario. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think yeah, that yeah, the yeah. Benny Kevin tension could, like, they got together during the blackout, and that was that was really great. But I think we could have. I don't know. Yeah, I think focusing more on, first of all, Usnavi and Vanessa. I feel like whenever they were not on screen, I was upset because mm-hmm. Anthony Ramos, I think he was just like amazing in this. You know, absolutely. And then, and then Vanessa. I thought Melissa Barrera, I thought she was also really, 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 really good. First time ever seeing her in anything. And then, yeah. But then I tried to give like Corey Hawkins as Benny and Leslie Grace's Nina, like pretty much equal amount of screen time. It kind of seemed like, and I did not care for that at all. That should have been much, much more supporting. And then, and then, and then, yeah. Play up Sonny played by Gregory Diaz. Um, that little uh, the teenager cousin. Yeah, he was hilarious. He was some mm-hmm. great comedic relief, and he and that's where the conversation of the dreamers came into play. Play that up a little bit, mm-hmm. like you said. Um, yeah, I just I wish it went in a different direction. I wish they focused on one one romance only instead of two, and then focused on other the dramatic elements like Nina um, not feeling welcome at Stanford. Really interesting. I, yeah. I like that a lot. Sunny, Sunny, not be, being an undocumented immigrant, really interesting and very re- both very relevant um, topics and and especially our work, higher education. Yeah, that could have played that up a little bit more, but they didn't and focus on the romances and I didn't care for it. Yeah, and uh, you know I love a good romance and musicals almost always have their their roots in the romance the romantic plots, but if the movie's about community. Then, then give equal share to focus on all those aspects of the community. And yeah. it, it did really well with, you know, um, Usnavi's bodega being the center of action for the whole block. Yeah. I really enjoyed that kind of community aspect. Everyone calling each other, you know, abuela and, you know, everyone just knows each other partying. And then they built that up. But like the community is so much more than just the romance that goes on. I think mm-hmm. you're right. Leave the one strong romantic arc that when we're looking at other people who are on dates or dancing on the walls or something like that, we're not wondering what Usnavi's up to. Cause yeah, yeah I just, he's, yeah. he's the show for yes. sure. And I, I wanted to follow him the whole time rather than really anyone else. He is right there on the poster. And then every, the tra- every single trailer you see, it starts off with Anthony Ramos's face. Mm-hmm. And you're like, this is going to be the star. And I guess it was a lot more of a, team movie than i thought it was going to be Mm. um which that's fine but like maybe advertise it i I felt a little misled going into it a little bit but nevertheless anthony ramos was amazing as usnavi Mm -hmm. and that's that's my big thing i feel like if you if you take away a little bit of benny's character uh character benny's and nina's romance you eliminate some of the runtime you can focus on more like you said important issues that will people be able to identify with and 
go from there. And I think it ends up being more of a potentially Oscar ish movie, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is, you know, you see this trend with those stage to screen adaptations. It's there's like four or five uh, songs from the original in the Heights show that were cut or and a bunch more that were just remixed or turned into dialogue for this movie. So already people who are familiar with in the Heights on stage knows what kind of plots are going on. And maybe they did give more, more, um, more time to those themes that we are looking for on stage. But then when it comes time to throwing it up on screen, it's, you know, if we cut two songs that give a little bit more backstory or development to these characters, the only people in the audience who will know those missing pieces are the people who know the original Broadway, you know, cast and, and plot and stuff. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So, I, and I'm, so I'm just very interested to see how it's playing in Memphis. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, the, the box office right now, um, it's only made $11 million, which is disappointing. Uh, I think pandemic or not, still disappointing. Mm-hmm. And and we'll see what kind of legs it has. It's like 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, both with critics and audiences. So people appear to like it. But music is a very, musicals are a very niche audience, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I feel like in you tell me if I'm wrong on this. I feel like if you're looking at different genres there and we just watched quiet place too recently horror. Do you think horror has more of an audience than musicals or is it the other way around? Because yeah, horrors are much more marketable. Okay. I think. Yeah. So, and it's, it's, it's a date. I mean, it's a date night, right? It's, it's come get scared with your friends and especially the, the, the group that really pumps up horror all the time are teenagers. Mm. Uh, So it's, it's those teens that are like, all right, that's a good point. Out with my friends, like I probably shouldn't be back in the day, right? Kids were not allowed, or they could just buy a quarter and go see any movie that they wanted. Now, yeah. like we got the MPAA, so it's all our restrictions and stuff like that. So it's it's a fun thing to do is go in a group and get scared and adrenaline rush. But the movies, I don't know, unless you're on a date with someone who's both really into it, or you're in a couple who are both into musicals, then yeah, go for it. But I, I think tough. this is this is the HBO Max effect. I was, exactly. This is also streaming at HBO Max. There's no premiere access, pay $30 kind of thing with it. It's If you have HBO Max, you can plug it on at TV right at home. And the thing with musicals, like it or not, you know, you can, if you don't like the song, you can go on, do some other things as they do their choreographed number or, mm-hmm. you know, play it out in the background and just listen to the music or whatever. You may not have to pay a whole lot of attention to it. And, and to that regard, that's why I know I would have done that if I was at home. So I'm happy I saw it in the theater. Um, so we'll see. And this movie, it's fantastic. It's and how it's unapologetic, unapologetically Latino, Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Um, but not everyone relates to that. And maybe not everyone wants to see necessarily want to see that. I'm not saying I agree with it, but I want, I'm, part of me wonders if that hurts it a little bit. What the cult, like the culture, the, the, the strong marketing of the Hispanic culture and everything. It's so specific to, um, Latino community in, in New York. And, you know, maybe that's not relatable to a whole lot of people. I would disagree if you watch the movie itself. I think it's it transcends culture and I think it's relatable no matter what you identify as. But when it's marketing, I wonder if some people might be not necessarily turned off, but they're like, eh, I'll catch that at another time. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I I didn't watch it because I'm Latino. I watched it because I enjoy mu- movie musicals. Yeah, right. So, but and and I'm hella white, of course. Uh, <laughs> but but with that being said, like I I, I want to hear your opinion on that and on, on how it celebrated that and um, kind of 
I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I don't, I don't think yeah. this was, this wasn't even a movie where I'm learning about culture. I'm just, it's you're experiencing it, which I think is so great. And that just the way you said it, it's unapologetically, it's not going through, you know, the songs aren't saying, oh, this is our culture. This word means that. And this is why we're yeah. doing this. Like when they're dancing in the back alley, having a party, like <laughs> oh, that's what they're doing up in Washington Heights. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, and that way it was really cool to see. It was a lot of fun. My mom, she, they saw it Friday evening and she texted, uh, my brother and I, and she was like, Oh my God, this movie is so great. Mm. Reminds me of my childhood. It's so nostalgic and it's so much fun. I tried to get her to come in the pot to talk about it a little bit, but she was like, no, 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 no. Uh. Um, but, uh, but no, I, I think you described it really well. It's, um, it's not, it doesn't like go out of your way to explain anything. It just does. It just is. And, and, and it's, for me, it's just fun to watch. It's cool to see the food that they were eating, going to people's houses and, and in the alleys and all the different dancing styles and the, and the, and the clubs they went to and the songs and how they danced. Um, it really just, it showcases the, the romance and the beauty of the Hispanic culture and the different cultures. You know, there are yeah. people who are Dominican, Puerto Rican, and Cuban, um, Mexican. And then that one scene in the alley, in the alleyway, and where they had everyone, every every uh, ethnicity had its different flag out yeah. and everything. And that was really, really cool. Um, so uh, I enjoyed it in that regard. I, I didn't, and I hope people would enjoy that too, especially as conversations around representation increase mm -hmm. in a great way i feel like we've seen movies a lot more movies cater towards the black community which is awesome towards women which is great and now it's it's great to see this huge summer blockbuster cater towards the hispanic community as well john chu he also directed crazy rich asians the asian community seeing similar um yeah. increased representation so it's cool to see these different cultures um being displayed on a, on a huge format Absolutely. It's all in, it's all in the same vein. And, and I'm, I really am truly enjoying that, that trend that we got going on. And, and it makes, it makes the movie experience so much richer. I mean, you're, I'm, you're, I'm sitting there experiencing this culture full on for the first time and like really enjoying it for sure. My, my concern is Brian is yes, this was super great, great representation. It made $11 million this weekend. So like, what does that say? And of course, of course, we don't know any of the streaming numbers from the summer, which I, I want to know so bad. Like, please tell me how many people watch Cruella for $30. Like, I, I need to <laughs> not told us yet. Yeah. HBO Max isn't sharing any of the streaming numbers. I don't know what they're doing there. I think they're trying to get a leg up on the theaters and, like, keeping yeah. that, like, confidential NDA. But are, are they going to continue to throw money at, at releases like this in the theaters? It's tough. I think... They were really hoping that the Lin Manuel Miranda um, branding would have helped this movie probably a little bit more, and it seems like it didn't. And then you—I mentioned the increased representation, the intersectionality of this movie being both Hispanic but a musical may have hurt it. When you yeah. look at these other movies I was talking about, Black Panthers, a black movie, anyway, black filmmakers, but it's also a superhero movie. Mm -hmm. You think about Get Out and um, the the late the latest. Uh, uh, Jordan Peele movie that I'm forgetting, but both both black horror movies, but it's horror. You said it's a it's a fun night out with your friends watching a horror movie, and then you think about Crazy Rich Asians, huge Asian representation, but it's it's like a rom com, you know, yeah. like people thoroughly enjoy those musicals. Maybe they're a little harder to sell, you know, and and then you layer that on top of it with being this 
this prominently Hispanic movie, which again, it's a great thing. It just might be another, a layer too much maybe for people. I think if you have the Hispanic culture coupled with a rom-com coupled with a blockbuster, uh, a, a, a superhero movie, whatever, maybe it looks a little different, but I just, I wonder if that's just a, uh, an identity too much in a movie. Yeah. But I mean the movies oh. and the movies used to be the only place you could watch these things. You know, you, you go and it's all right, this is playing. I guess we'll see that. But when you're at home, you could just watch your own own favorites on HBO. You just click one button over. I think yeah. that that's like, especially if they're gonna continue putting them on streaming, it's like I don't I, I there's feel so like many questions. I'm really bad. I feel like I'm bashing this movie. I enjoyed it. And and I think the word of mouth of this movie hopefully gives it some legs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it definitely deserves it. Maybe my expectation, maybe I'm just sounding disappointed because my expectations were a little high and I really enjoyed the marketing of this movie. Like, oh, that's a good trailer. Oh, that's a good TV spot. And maybe I just walked out feeling a little disappointed. Maybe I'll watch it again on HBO Max in a couple of weeks or months, whatever. I may feel differently, but I, I, I still would recommend this movie. And I think it's important in a lot of different ways. And it does... I mean, Anthony Ramos is a, is a star-making performance. Um, it introduces us to to uh, the actress playing Vanessa, who on this one podcast I listened to, they were saying that maybe she can be an Oscar contender. I don't know about that, but she mm-hmm. was nevertheless really, really good. And like John M. Chu, like goes from doing Crazy Rich Asians to this. I mean, like, is he becoming like a directorial? low-key powerhouse i don't know so like i think there's a lot of cool storylines coming out of it and i I still would recommend this movie yeah i'm on the same wavelength too this is i think this will get now i don't know when it comes out on dvd i was gonna say this (laughs) might get some nice like little target picks up pickup pickups i think just to have um but i I assume it'll be on hbo for a very very long time yeah but but no i mean and and i'm glad we're, we're circling back to john m chu because this movie was just as colorful as Crazy Rich Asians. And For by sure. that, I mean literally the colors you're seeing with your eyes. It yeah. was like, I am jealous that I didn't see all those big fabrics coming off of the buildings on a big screen when she's yeah, running. Yeah, when yeah. She's run, like that, that's a great scene. I saw it. It's in the trailer, so that's not a spoiler or anything. But ah, I bet that looked so great, man. And those big, the big dance numbers too. Yeah. And that's where, you know, you say like, okay, you can listen to the music while you're doing the dishes and you don't have to watch that kind of thing. But I'm... I live for the big dance numbers in in musicals on, on screens. They're, they're fun, but on stage, they're beautiful. They're so, when yeah. they're well done, they're great. And I know that all of these Hispanic, like dancing flourishes that come in and out in the big dance scenes would have looked so great on a huge, huge screen with, you know, these people are now, you know, 20 feet tall. Yeah. Especially that one shot of Anthony looking through the window with people dancing in the streets and it's just their reflections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That probably looked so great. Yeah. I mean, absolutely no doubt. I would re- I recommend seeing this in a theater. You can definitely tell it's made for the theater and and I would recommend it. It's a great experience. This is a pop, this is a popcorn movie, you know. This yeah. is absolutely a popcorn movie and I would recommend it. So, um Michael, I feel like we've done a really good job avoiding spoilers and giving our yeah. thoughts on it. Do you want to dive a little deeper into either one going into spoilers or two diving into some pizza related questions and uncovering some spoilers through that capacity? I like the way you think, Brian. Let's let's start off with the pizza questions. All right, let's go into some pizza related questions. Um Michael what is your best slice or best scene? All right. Are we splitting it up by musical numbers or are those included in the dramatic moments? 
Dude, you can do do whatever you want, man. You can whatever you feel like was the scene that swept you off your feet or made you smile, you enjoyed for X, Y, or Z reasons. Go for it. The scene that swept me off of my feet and I enjoyed for X, Y, and Z was actually in the plot line that you want to take out of. It's oh my Benny, goodness, it's Benny and Nina on the fire escape. No, singing and dancing. <laughs> Technically, that looked so great. I thought it was beautiful. When she re- when they're sideways on the building, a little Fred Astaire like, which I love, and she's yeah. leaning over, and the air conditioning condensation is just dripping a dip like so. In a, the way I always think of musicals, and not all movie musicals get this, is people sing in these plots because their emotions are so strong they have to. The words just not enough for them. So when this couple is there and kind of like going through this experience and this tension, this push and pull. And it just gets so much that literally they're so in love. They can walk on walls and dance like, man, I'm getting, I'm getting chills thinking about it. And it was so bright and colorful. And I, I, I want to know, I think they used that an inception style set. (laughs) I really do because it looked like towards the end, you can, if, you know, if you picture the camera on a rig, I can kind of see the, like when they slid down off the wall, I think that was actual gravity. Like I, I think, the whole set was tilting when they were doing that. And I'd love to see behind the scenes because there's a scene in singing in the rain where they're, they go into like a movie studio and the whole thing just turns to clouds basically. And they're like, so in love. And it, it felt very, very similar. And man, that was it. And, and again, when that ended, I'm like, all right, now where's who's Navi? Like, all right, that's yeah. done. What's next. But I think that that that's probably my favorite scene of the whole thing, man. Um, I, I don't want you to take this the wrong way. I'm happy you really enjoyed that. I did not care for that scene at all. I did not care for it at all. Wow. Yeah, I know. I know. I just, at that point, I was like, like you just said, where's Usnavi? Where's Usnavi and Vanessa? Why is it this happening to them? They are, are, are these the two characters we're supposed to be like falling in love with? Or is it supposed to be Unas, Usnavi and Vanessa? I'm so confused. Also, when's this movie going to end? <laughs> If this is going to be their romantic climax, we that means we probably haven't reached the other romantic climax. So like, what the hell is happening here? So I, I wasn't crazy about it, but I'm really happy that that you are. Okay, and I totally understand your point. And like, and I, and again, I say I definitely. I also thought it was way too long, and I was waiting for the end. But yeah. every every musical number, the choreography was pretty tight. So, you know, those, the big dance numbers, not necessarily the solo or the, 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 you know, soliloquies or anything like that, but you know, the big dance numbers, big sets, huge feelings. I, I was tuned in. It was good. Cool. Okay. Okay. So what, I, I'm guessing yours has no music in it. Your favorite scene. Um, <laughs> I, so the first one I had in my notes was, and I, I can't remember if there's music in it or not, but there's certain, I know there's for sure in a portion of it, there isn't. Um, Sonny asking Vanessa out on behalf of Usnafi in the bodega was great. I think he lowered his, is that the scene where he lowered his voice and he's like trying to act yeah. all macho or whatever? <laughs> that made me smile. And then you just see Usnavi like in the back with his like trying to get that stain off his shirt mm-hmm. or whatever. And then, and then she goes over there with a tied to go pen. And then she's like, yeah, we can go clubbing or whatever. And then I really enjoyed that. I thought that was really cute and fun and just, I like it. And it also shows the relationship between his cousin, Sonny and Usnavi a little bit too. Yeah. But then all that leading up to the, the date night at the, at the club and Vanessa just like dancing. Oh, 
that was I was like I couldn't keep my eyes off of it. And then and then Usnavi goes and dance and he's doing his thing, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is really this is really sick. I really enjoyed. And then the colors, the color palette for that moment has been real was really all outdoors, all outdoorsy colors. Mm-hmm. Then you get into this club and it's all like yellow, orange, and red with the with the Latino music playing and everything. I'm like, oh, this is this is pretty sick. This is this is candy to my eyes in so many different ways. And I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I her dress was nice in that scene too, right? I feel yes. like she, oh man, hey, yeah. co- you know, costumes, colors. This shout out to the production design. I'm sure a lot of this might have been filmed on location, but like, man, those sets they looked real, real good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, I completely agree. And I want to. I also want to give it an an honorable mention to that alley, that alley scene um, mm-hmm. when the blackout's almost over and they're all out there and. And the 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 women of the of the hair salon are out there trying to motivate people as they're beginning to move to a new location, and yeah. then they also represent the different countries. And I'm like, oh, this is pretty sick too. So I really I really enjoy that as well. Yeah, my my backup man, and I didn't want to go with this for my first one because I didn't want anyone to think that I didn't actually see the movie. But the whole cold open right before the In the Heights title yeah. comes. Yes. First thing with Anthony, you know, spinning the sewer grate, which was just so cool. Yeah. You see that so many times in the trailer, but it fits so nice. That first In the Heights scene, I really do enjoy that of watching the whole neighborhood. And this is good acting. And I and this is some stuff that you can see on stage, but it looks really cool when you have closer angles on movie. Is people just going about their regular day all singing the same song so there's guys walking down the <laughs> stairs uh, like reading the newspaper another one's fixing their hair in the mirror you know brushing your kid's hair waking up but they're all singing in unison that that just felt so cool and and it, uh, right from the get-go it's the whole community is on the same vibe it's not a story about anthony ramos it's not a story about anyone else it's the corner right it's it's this yeah. this neighborhood that was disappearing yes i completely agree and yeah good point cool uh, also right. the the pool scene man 96 grand 96k i don't think i was crazy about the the song itself but the choreo the choreography of everything involved in that in the water i really enjoyed did you see those there was one cut that people jump it was like waste high water and they jumped up out of it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's nuts. hard to do nuts yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. no i, I man anytime there's just like hundreds of people dancing and they're all like synchronized like count me in that's i'm clued you know um so even though i wasn't a huge fan of that song i was like oh this this still looks really cool and like all the again the the different colors swim trunks swimsuits the water the sky and i was just like oh this is this looks all looks really good yeah cool man all right um let's transition to our favorite topping our favorite quote, favorite piece of dialogue. Go ahead, you, Brian. You're first. Okay, um, I have a couple that I want to mention. Um, one is when Nina is meeting with her father, Kevin Rosario. Um, I think her first time since coming home from Stanford, and they're talking about her college experience, and she is admitting that she does not want to go back. She's missed the fee, intentionally missed the fee deadline. Yada yada yada. And then she's saying, you can't afford it. We can't afford it. And then he's like, I'm the parent. You can't tell me, you don't tell me what I can't afford. I'm the parent. And I really enjoyed that. That's just something that I feel like something my parents would say, like, you don't tell me what I can and cannot do. I'm the parent. You know, I guess that kind of resonated with me. And I also, I just, 
that just I, I was able to identify with that a little bit. But I think the bigger one, also with Nina, even though I wasn't crazy about her character, um, was the whole idea of community. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's having a conversation with her dad again. And I think this is at the dinner table maybe. But she was like, when you came here and mom came here, you all had a Latino community opening you up with open arms, babies, abuelas, teachers, lawyers, first first generation, fifth generation. There's nothing like that for me at Stanford. And I think that resonated with me just because of the work that we do mm-hmm. and and how important community is in seeing people who look like you, both in your peers and in your mentors and teachers. And um, it's really easy for me to take that for granted because I've always had that community. I've never been in an environment where I, I walked into a situation. And I didn't see a whole lot of people that didn't look like me, you know? So, um, I, I think that's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a good line. And I, and I'm glad that we got there and I wish, and I talked about it a good bit, but it's, again, one of those storylines where I think they could have talked about that a little bit more as opposed to her romance with, um, with Benny. I think yeah. honestly, instead of Nina, just omit instead of omitting the road between Benny and Nina, just omit Benny entirely. Like, don't even cast Corey Hawkins. He's not in the movie, and just focus on Nina as an individual character in the relationship between her and her father. I think that that that's a solution. I'm settling on that. Done. What's your favorite topic? <laughs> um, well, first, um, Benny's dispatch rap was good. I feel like that should have just stayed, and then he could have left. Oh. Oh, dude. Okay. Okay. Can we talk about this really quick? Sure. We have time. I had a, I had a really hard time after the, when the blackout hits in the club mm-hmm. and Benny is just like, I got to go. I got to go be a hero and go on the dispatch. And then there's like a, there's like a moment when the camera is like making it look super dramatic. And he's like taking off his jacket. He can't turn on any of the equipment and it pans to the generator. And he's like, I'm going to turn that generator on. <laughs> and then, and then, and then he's like, it's just trying to, just trying to make it really heroic. And I, this is not to like diminish the work of dispatchers. I know nothing about being a dispatcher, but it just, it didn't land. That sequence didn't land for me at all. Now that you mention it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and what is it? What does he say? And he's like, I might not have a job tomorrow, but I've got one tonight. Yeah, and only because really... he looked over and there were three taxi cabs getting mobbed by like 50 people yeah. like what are you gonna do go and radio them and be like hey are you all right <laughs> yeah it seemed it seemed a bit much it just seemed a little over the top potentially a little oh, cheesy man. all right well my favorite topping is um close in the lines to yours for the same reasons of those themes mm. but the line itself that I, that i really enjoyed was also from uh kevin rosario uh no there's no shame in waiting tables but there's also no shame in taking a different path yeah. So they're talking about in the same same vein as what you, what you're saying there and you know it it really really resonated with me when she comes back and they have the conversation again about her dropping out and she talks about I was invited to this di- diversity dinner with their board of trustees or something like that mm-hmm. and they mistook me for a waitress like very very rudely mm-hmm. very very mi- you know microaggression but also mega aggression yeah. if you're in higher ed because you should know who the students are in the room anyway <laughs> um and then you know she looks back and she's like no and then the wait staff is like are you with us or are you with them? Like she's, she's straddling this line here and that's so difficult. And I mean, man, the, you couldn't have written her to a more further away school, right? Stanford. Like, yeah, seriously. That's, that's such an, a huge cultural difference. And I mean, I, I think it, it really keys into a, a big idea of, I mean, 
not not naming any schools at all who do this, but <laughs> but you don't want to be, you know, say we're we're all for diversity and inclusion and look at our students and look at our our employees or look at our our community if you're not going to actually live it. Like just yeah. to have the name diversity dinner on a function like no. Uh, that's it's it, that didn't work out and for her to feel really discouraged about that that's a failure at Stanford. That's not her failure. That's no, no. a failure on Stanford. And, and I just, I just felt that, you know, of course I, of course we picked out the college students, right? Yeah. Yeah. True. Of course we did. We, 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 we can't help who we are, Michael. We can't help what we do and we can't help our day job and yeah. Nah. All right. Um, so I think we put two good lines. Um, enjoyed that. Do you want to talk about who do you want to have a slice of pizza with? Man. I don't know. I, I, I didn't give this one that much, that much thought. Okay. Want me to go first and not help? No, you want to sit in silence for 10 seconds while I think? Yeah, sure. Let's do that. All right, Brian, go ahead. <laughs> um, for me, it's Sonny. Uh, right. Really enjoyed that kid, man. He was so good, so charismatic, brought a lot of energy, and he was keeping up with Anthony Ramos bit by bit, you know? And um, this is absolutely no, like, uh, this is a star-making performance for Anthony Ramos as Usnavi, but... Um, that kid, Sonny, really, really good. And he would just be a really good time to to chow down and have a, uh, a pizza with, you know? Mm-hmm. So really enjoyed him, what he brought. Again, wish they talked a bit more about the dreamers aspect of his story. I feel like, you know, him being an, an undocumented immigrant literally took place in the last like 30 minutes of the movie. Yeah. So they could have definitely talked about that a good bit more. I don't know if we just missed on some flags, you know, talk, you know, we do know that they came from the Dominican Republic and maybe we, we assume that they were documented. Nevertheless, mm-hmm. really enjoyed that character. He was a lot of fun, brought a lot of heart. He had some good sequences in there as far as dancing, singing, and just chopping it up with, um, with Usnavi. So really enjoyed him and what he brought to the table. And did you notice, I don't know if, do you know his father was in the movie? Um, not his biological father, but like the actor, do you know who his father was played by? Not off the top of my He's, head, but it's, it's a, a cameo, surprise, right? It's a cameo. It's Mark Anthony. Right, 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 right. Pride of Puerto Rico. No, I don't know about that. But he, uh, he, uh, yeah, famous Puerto Rican singer, entertainer. Used to be married to Jennifer Lopez. Just a really odd cameo. I feel like you get Mark Anthony. Lin Man- and I wouldn't be surprised if Lin-Manuel, and, who's also Puerto Rican, is friends with Mark Anthony. I'm not oh, saying probably. all Puerto Ricans are friends, but uh, nevertheless. <laughs> all famous um, Puerto Ricans are yeah, friends. Yeah, maybe, maybe famous Puerto Ricans. <laughs> but uh, but um, they're just like, hey, dude, I got this movie coming out. What do you think about hey, being a cameo? Mark Anthony's like, yeah, sure. What do you want me to do? How about this alcoholic dad? Oh, Okay, sure. I would have thought it would have been a little bit more fun for Mark Anthony, but I mean, they have him just, just you know, so pushing bad. back beers and sitting on a couch and uh, close up of his tattoos. And then that was basically it. I was like, weird cameo, Mark Anthony, weird yeah. cameo, but you know, cool that you're in it, I guess. He was just hanging around on set. Yeah, yeah. I it kind of threw me off a little bit, but um, that's me. That's Sonny. How about you? Yeah, man, I, I literally, while you're talking, trying to find the name of the actress or even the character, but the owner of the nail salon or the salon. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the older woman who starts the the dance in the alley. Yes. Which, was it, was the, well, what were they singing? Because I, I had the subtitles on just because, um, and actually very interesting on HBO Max, only when Spanish words were surrounded by 
English words in the dialogue, did they italicize those Spanish words? But when the characters were just talking Spanish, it just said speaking Spanish. Interesting. I thought that was really like, and then that coupled with the on film captions that they gave only occasionally, very randomly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was very, very confusing that like, I, and of course, you know, if you're Spanish, you know what they were saying, or if you speak Spanish, you know what they were saying. But, you know, if I've got the, the, the captions on for a reason, man, tell me what they're saying. Well, I think that's, I think that's fine. I think whenever it's not captioned in the movie, I mean, whenever the, there's only, I only have a hand like once or twice, maybe when they were speaking in Spanish and they decided to give us what they were saying in English and mm-hmm. the, the captions, but everything else that's between them. Like that's, yeah. that's their moment, you know, that's, that's their love language. That's their language. We all know that everyone in this film is bilingual, but they are, they are intentionally choosing to speak in Spanish for a reason. And the filmmakers decided like, Hey, let's keep this between them. If you know Spanish, great. Mm-hmm. If not, then like it's, 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 it further showcases this community and the significance of the Spanish language. And as it continues to grow in our country, you know? Um, so I didn't. I didn't mind it. That's fair. That's fair. I think I've changed my mind. That's. It's not a conversation for me. Yeah. Okay. They. They might be saying something very specific. That very specific, know. very subtle, and maybe if we use some context clues, we might be able to think more and more on it. But like in the moment, I'm like, all right, this is. Like, I, I. Yeah. It, 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 didn't, it didn't personally bother me. Yeah. So anyway, the, the name of the song in the alley. I don't know where the, it was. Just like <laughs> dancing in the heat or celebrating in the heat or something like that. That was where they had the flag. She like led that whole thing, and she brought some real good energy. From what I understand, she performed that in the original Broadway cast. I believe. Really, I, I have no idea. So. I, I I did I did find I did find the actress and the character name. If you're interested, go ahead, name it. Um, the actress is Daf- Daphne Ruben Vega, and the the character name is Daniela. Oh, then that's not. Then I think my trivia was wrong. She might not have been in the stage. All right, I'm sorry. That's all right. <laughs> that's two weeks in a row where my movie trivia is wrong. Look at you. Yeah, definitely. At least maybe I'm thinking of the different person that you're thinking of, but that's the person that that I thought of when he said the old salon woman. Anyway, I bet she eats pizza like a boss. I can see that. I can see that. Sure. That's my person. Huh. Wow, cool. Anticlimactic right there. A little bit, but you know what? It's it is That's what it is. That's the flow. It's a Sunday. Everything's <laughs> so, anticlimactic. Um, I guess all that to say, are there any other comments that you have about in the heights that you want to say before going into slicing it out? Man, it's hot in Memphis too. I just wanted to like so I watched hot. this while they're going through like a heat wave and it's it's probably like ninety eight degrees outside right now. It was ninety four at ten AM this morning. Yes, yes, I completely agree. Kimberly heard me say it's so hot, and she just goes, "Who's hot?" <laughs> and I'm like, "The weather, Mother the Nature." Hot. Yes, um, but uh, cool. It is very hot in Memphis. I saw some of it. It was like the three days until blackout, and I think it said 80 degrees. And I was like, "What's the big deal?" Yeah. <laughs> um, but I know it's New York, so it's obviously different. Um, and then and, you know, they all all they had were a window unit, so it's obviously mm-hmm. different too. But um no okay let's slice it out all right um here at our slice on film we rank our movies out of eight slices because if you get a large pizza pie and you have your friends you slice it into eight pieces everyone gets enough instead of five stars so michael (laughs) um what is your official score for in the heights it's gonna be seven out of eight slices did you just talk you asked that question to yourself yeah i mean i yeah i was i'm trying something new 
All right, cool. Should Continue. I have two different voices? I already Continue. finished. It's seven out of eight slices. Do you want to give any reasoning behind it? Yeah, it was so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I give this movie seven out of eight slices because it really was great. And I think the the word of mouth, like you mentioned before, is definitely going to do this thing justice. I think it'll get a, 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 a nice, nice watch on HBO Max. I hope a lot of families are enjoying it. Um, it's just long, man. I think if you're going to take the time to cut down musical numbers and cut down some plot from a stage uh, for the screen adaptation, uh, it's got to be a little tighter than that. You can't leave any loose ends. There can't be any short five-minute glimpse of protests and conversations about DACA and Dreamers. And and also, I don't know how long lottery tickets are good for. And I'm, I'm a little skeptical that they were able to cash in that ticket 30 days after she died. Completely agree. Okay. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Um, okay, I'm gonna give it a five out of eight, and wow. which I'm trying to be a little wow. more harsh. I'm trying to be more critical. I know, I know, but five. That's above a four. It's above halfway. It's a two and a half. It's technically a two and a half out of four. This is a, I'm happy with this five out of eight. I enjoyed it in parts. There are other parts where I didn't, and we've already talked about the storylines. I wish they explored more, and the other storylines where I wish they just kind of omitted entirely, um, or did a little bit less than, and. Uh, yeah, I do think this will play well on a rewatch. You know, there are definitely sequences that I really, really enjoy. I know how to watch again. Uh, I also want to give a quick shout out to the Abuela. I thought she was really great and sweet in this movie. And that was, uh, that was uh, my, eyes, my eyes watered during that moment for sure. Yeah. Oh, rest in peace, Abuela. Rest in peace. Um, okay. So that's a five out of eight from myself, a seven out of eight from Michael. That's in the Heights. Check it out either on HBO max, or I think we would both honestly say, um, see it in the theater if you can. Um, it's, it's enjoyable. It'll put a smile on your face and it's just a good summer movie. So all that to say, Michael, let's go into our last slice. What do you got? What do you got this week? Do you got anything? I see the look on your face and it looks like you may not do you want me to go first. Yeah, Brian, go ahead. Have you seen my last slides? Have you seen the latest Loki episode or the first Loki episode? The first one, yes, I did. Man, good stuff, man. Good stuff. It's I'm good. Ex- I'm excited for the season. Um, give me more Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson. I mean, those guys yeah. just chopping at one another. Really, really good. Man, oh, I I guess I had no idea Owen Wilson was going to be in it. Oh wow, okay. I, I wasn't following it that much. You know, I I've got a lot of opinions about the Marvel universe at this point. But as I mentioned last week, your boy loves time travel. So the <laughs> fact that we've got the you know tra- TVA, Time Variance uh, Association Bureau, whatever, yeah. I love that so much. It's leading right into Doctor Strange directed by Sam Raimi. Oh, like, yeah. It's going to have huge plot points. I'm pumped for that too. Cool. Yes, yeah. I can. It's, it's what this, I think this would be the huge turning point. I'm looking forward to seeing where that goes and if... And I think it's this, this season's only going to get bigger and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So check yeah. out Loki on Disney plus it's a good time. If you haven't already, Michael, do you have a last slice now? No, enjoy the nice weather and happy pride. Happy pride. Sounds great. Cool. Well, <laughs> thank you everybody. That has been our slice on film. It's time to make some noise. We had to assert our dignity in small ways. Little details that tell the world we are not invisible. This is the moment when you do better than me. Because you can see a future that I can. But we go!